This is a Woodside Church podcast. Welcome to you. My name's Martin. Uh, I'd like to offer my greeting to you. Uh, Just before I get on to talking about what I'd love to preach on this morning, just a personal testimony, really. Uh, some of you will know, probably most of you don't, but some of you know I, I did something strange to my back this week. I, was, uh, I, tried to, uh, I tried to get out of bed Wednesday morning, which is normally not a problem, uh, and, and my legs got out, but the rest of me didn't follow. And I felt a pain in my back that was, almost brought me to tears. It was, it, was, uh, it was really, really bad. And I've done my back be- before, and it's taken weeks, to, you know, six weeks plus to recover. And, and so uh, I was particularly frustrated. Not only was it painful, but I go to uh, um, Ghana and Sierra Leone tomorrow morning. And so I'm thinking, Lord, this is just nonsense. And I was cross. I was angry. It hurt. And, and it was like one of those things. So Dawn prayed for me. Uh, and then uh, I couldn't go to work that day. We had the prayer meeting in the evening, so I couldn't make that. I, Richard and Tim Groom, one of the other elders, came around and prayed for me in the morning. I know you guys who were here this Wednesday night prayed for me. Uh, and, and then Thursday morning, I woke up and I was healed. Isn't that mad? Isn't that wonderful? So uh, I, feel, I feel great. <laughs> And so, thank you, Jesus. In fact, I tell you what, I tell you what um, I'd love to very quickly pray for anyone now uh, it, who suffer from, from any form of back problems. It may be some of that you're feeling now, or you may, it may be some of that reoccurs. Uh, I'd love to pray for you. Quite similarly, I'll tell you what I'd love, us, love you to do, is just stand where you are, uh, and we'll get people around you just to pray for you, and I'll lead from the front. We'll just do it very quickly. But often, I've seen this a number of times before, often when God heals someone of something, and I don't understand it, but often God heals people of similar conditions. Don't ask me to explain it, but sometimes God just wants to do that and bless us. So if, that, if, if you are someone who struggles with your back, would you like to stand where you are now? There'd be a few of you. See, Richard was in both meetings. He's getting, you know... <laughs> He has no shame. <laughs> Good for you. There's a lady there as well. Yes. Okay. It, those around, can you just put your hand on their shoulder or the, or the middle of their back? Be careful where you put your hand, obviously. Uh, and, uh, and our leaders. I really, really believe God wants to heal some people. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you're a healing God. I thank you, God, that As we were reminded last week, the same power that rose you from the dead is the same power that's available for us. And so God, we thank you that you're at work in our lives. Thank you that you're transforming lives. But Lord, we pray now, particularly for those that stood, that have back conditions and back problems, uh, maybe having pain even now. Lord, we pray, would you completely and radically heal them? Lord, if there's pain, would pain go? If there's inflammation and soreness, would it go? Lord, whatever is wrong in the different people stood, Lord, would you make it right? Would you put it right now? We pray for complete healing and restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Please grab your seats and, and let us know. Wonderful. 
Well, this morning, I'd like to do the beginning of a, a new mini sermon series, which we're calling Sustainable Growth. Sustainable Growth. Sustainable Growth really means it's maintaining on a similar pace, if you like, growth that you're already experiencing. So it's sustaining something, keeping something going. Sustainable growth. And the reason why we want to look at this subject over the next four weeks is because, wonderfully, uh, we're growing. Uh, we're growing across all three meetings over all both sites. If you're not familiar, we have three services on a Sunday morning, one at nine for the really keens, get up early nine o'clock, one at 10 o'clock in the west of the town, who are not quite as keen, but quite keen, and then the 11 o'clockers. Come on. If I was you, this would be the one I'd be coming to. Yeah. Nice lying, you know, maybe someone gives you breakfast in bed, I don't know, and then... Uh, and then you turn out of bed and you do your back. No. So God is growing us and uh, we are thrilled. Uh, God has been speaking to us up until this point prophetically in a number of different ways. We'll just mention some of those this morning. One of those would be from a lady called Ruth Byford. She felt God say uh, three words to us. One was favour, one was expectation and one was salvation. And uh, wonderfully last week, we gave the opportunity for people to respond to the gospel, and I think 11 or 12 people responded to the gospel in different ways. Some people was definite first-time commitment, other was recommitting, some for baptism, but it was wonderful. Some people say, God, I, I want to I go with you. Uh, and so God is doing some wonderful things. I know it's not about numbers, but sometimes numbers helps to get a, a feel for things. We're probably gathering on Sunday mornings anything between 60 and 80 more people this year than we did last year. And sometimes we've been a hundred more uh, on a Sunday morning. And it's like, wow, this is, this is you know, grateful to God. Uh, and so uh, we are uh, wanting to uh, take responsibility in a good way to running in pace with him. In fact, one of the most helpful verses about this whole area uh, that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. No, it's not verse 1. It's in 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, he, taught this, he described it this way. He said, he said, I planted the church, as in Paul planted the church. Apollos, one of the other leaders, watered. God made it grow. So he said, I planted. Apollos watered. God made it grow. And that says an awful lot in a very quick statement. One of the things that Paul was concerned about is there was a strong tendency to to make leaders celebrities in the church, which, of course, we don't have that problem in, 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 in the church in, in, in the world today. In fact, we do. You know, we make leaders celebrities. You don't make me a celebrity. That wasn't what I meant. But, but, but you know, we, we, you know we, we follow that person and that person. It becomes about them and them. And actually, what Paul's trying to say is all leaders are just servants. We're just servants. I planted, Apollos watered, but God made it grow. It's about what God is doing. And within that, what he is also saying is, but you do plant. And we planted a new site, didn't we? On the west of the town in January. They're having a great time there. But, you know, we're having a great time over here as well. And God is adding, and there's faces that are fairly new to us. You are so welcome. We did that because of you. We did that because of you. We felt God wanted to say, create more space. And so that's great. But with more people coming, uh, it creates challenge. And we want to do the best that we can 
to care for one another. Uh, not that it stops us being outward looking, but we do both. We be a community that cares well, but also a community that's on a mission. We don't see those things as, as opposed to one another. We see those things that we're supposed to hold together. And so that's what we want to do. And that's why we want to look at sustainable growth. And we particularly want to land this, although it will affect many areas, I'm sure. We particularly want to talk about what we would call our community groups, which is our our small groups, the groups that meet during the week. And sometimes weekly, sometimes fortnightly in people's homes, sometimes in this building. And it's the way that we, if you like, it's the backbone to how we care for one another. Because we want to care for new people well, but also we care for those that have been around for many years. We want to be good at that as best that we can. And so that's the watering, if you like. That's what we're trying to do to in order to create an environment where God will bring the growth. And uh, we've had prophetic things that God has said to us uh, that we will tap into. Uh, But that's where we're going this morning. So let's look at God's word together. While I organise my sheets. Oh, there you go. Page two and three. Done a runner. There you go. I'm ready. Okay, so we'll look at Acts chapter six. It's a great story of the early church. And there's growth. There's challenge for growth. There's responses to that growth. And as you'll see, there's more growth. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's a great example of a community of God's people on a mission and all that that brings. Uh, so Acts verse 1 goes like this. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Grecian Jews among them, that's some of the church members, complained against the Hebraic Jews, that's some other church members, because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Now, it's helpful to understand that uh, the reason why they are having these different groups in the church is because you go back to Pentecost when the Spirit was poured out. Pentecost was a festival that many people, many Jewish people would come and gather together for the festival. And what we know is that many thousands were saved. And so people from other parts away outside of Jerusalem had traveled in were saved become part of the local church and had stayed and so in this instance you have widows that have genuine genuine needs they they had no food no means of providing for themselves and so they're complaining I don't believe in a negative way but in a very honest way look we we need help here you know and uh, and so that's why we read that the Grecian Jews among them were complaining against their bright Jews Look, some of our widows aren't getting fed. But it's also to understand that this is something that the church was anticipating, the growth that they're experiencing. Because back in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and if you've been around church life, you may be familiar with this, these words. Jesus prophesied, he said these words. He said that when the Spirit comes, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, which is where this context is and then he said in Judea Samaria to the ends of the earth so Jesus prophesied something we don't often see it in those terms but he brought prophetic insight he said this is God's word for you now you are going to be my witnesses so all of what's happening is is something that they had been told by Jesus was going to happen and so the growth they're experiencing comes from a prophetic moment so helpful to see that that's part of what they're doing they are unworking and unpacking something that they heard prophetically and then verse 2 says this 
This is how they responded. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, the solution is to stop the mission. No, no, sorry, they didn't say that. They said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Now we must be careful not to think that they are saying that waiting on tables, which is providing food for these widows, is, is not of priority. It's not like they're saying, look, that's, that's beneath us. We're called to this. They're not saying that. They're saying we need to be released to do that, but we also need to do this waiting on tables as well. You know, there's nothing in the story of the early church that gives any indication of what we wanted to do as much and, and go beyond in terms of caring for those in need. You see other examples when they're sharing possessions with one another so they can care for the church. Tremendous generosity. And so you, hit, you see two things. The, the leaders are saying, look, look, we need to do this, but we also need to do this. We need to make sure that people are being cared for. This is a loving, caring community as well as a community on a mission. And they use this phrase... It would be not right for us to neglect the ministry of the word. Now, normally when we read phrases like that, I would suggest that we we think they're referring to teaching the Bible, to doing what I'm doing now. That isn't what they mean. When the the phrase word or ministry of the word uh, was used in the New Testament, particularly in Acts, it was talking about mission. It was, talking, it was a way of describing the gospel. And this phrase is like the word of God advanced or the word of God spread rapidly. It's not talking about Bible teaching, which often we think those verses are referring to. It's to do with mission. It's to do with the gospel going out. It's to do with fulfilling what Jesus prophesied. You'll be my witnesses. Do you understand? So, so this, is, this is part of a story, and they're saying, no, we mustn't forget the ministry of the word, which is the gospel's got to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. But meanwhile, we've got to care for those who are in need and do the best that we can. And verse 3, they say this, Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. There's that phrase, the ministry of the word. Now when they mention prayer, now clearly they're saying that they were going to pray, but actually it it really means that that we would be or they would be a praying church. So, so, So they're saying we want to give ourselves to ensuring that we are a praying church, reliant on God. And ministry for ministry of the word, we need another solution for the waiting on tables. That's what they're trying to say. Number five, this proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Jerusalem. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. And then we see the result. So the word of God spread. The numbers of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. And even a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Amazingly, the outworking, the outcome 
of greater care, of raising up new leaders, of ensuring that, that the apostles were released to the ministry of the word and to prayer, was more growth. More sustainable growth. Let's pray together, shall we? Jesus, we thank you that you are alive in your church today. We thank you that we can tell stories of people coming to faith. Lord, we thank you, particularly for last week, that that numbers turned to you and said, I want to follow you, Jesus, or I want to be baptised. Lord, I thank you that uh, it is now the norm for us to have guests at almost every meeting every Sunday morning. God, we are so grateful. We are grateful because you are alive and involved in our lives. Lord, we thank you that lives are being changed around us. And God, we pray, would you help us to keep in step with you? Would you help us to be those, that water, as it were, like Apollos, that we would do the right things today in order for you to bring what you bring, which is the growth tomorrow. God, we pray that we would experience what we see in this story, uh, that actually when they raised up more leaders, when they, they, they gave themselves to particular things, you actually increased the work of your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what I'd like to do is just look at some things that I think we can learn and apply from this story and our situation from these verses as we go forward together. And the first one is this. It started with prophecy. Started with God speaking, Jesus speaking. And that's, that's such a helpful thing to recognize. They were unpacking what Jesus was already speaking to them about. You see, for us, there are some things that God has clearly said to us and said in different ways that helps us to realize, oh, Lord, that's what you're doing. Let me give you an example. Uh, a, an Indian leader, or a leader from India, um, called Vinu Paul, who some of us know really well, been part of the, the wider New Frontiers family for years. Uh, Vinu was with us last September. Unfortunately, I wasn't here that, that Sunday. Uh, but Vinu spoke and he prophesied uh, for us. He knows Woodside well. Some of us know Vinu very well. He's an apostle in, 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 based in India that uh, is part of the wider family, New Frontiers. And this is what he prophesied to us. Now, prophecy has to be weighed, aligned with scripture. Uh, but the more we get into this, the more we feel the sense of weight with what Vinu brought for us. So this is what he said. What you haven't seen in the last 30 years, you will see it in the next three years. An acceleration of people moving out into different places. You are in line with the plans of God. Vinu didn't know we were just about to go multi-site, just to explain. So, so there's indication of people moving out, even in those words. He knew about about our history. So as a church, we've impacted many different nations. He says this, you've got history with different parts of the world and acceleration of mission. So I think he's saying that you've got history in the world, but I want to bring an acceleration to your mission to the world. That's as I read it. And then this sort of encouraging finish. This is a moment when we understand how God is operating, a sense of, God's saying, you've heard me. You're in line with what I've been saying to you. Now, there's a lot there, and we probably will refer back from time to time, and there may be other things that feed into that. But just to say a couple of things. This first phrase, when you, what you haven't seen in the last 30 years, you will see in the next three years. 
For those of you who've been around Woodside for a number of years, you'll be aware that actually God's done some wonderful things for us. Uh, And so what is now called the King's Arms Project started here, originated here, and is now serving those in our our town in remarkable ways in terms of those who are homeless. Uh, We have, through David Demish's ministry and some others, but primarily David, we've gone to the nations, and we're impacting the nations. But God is saying, it seems, there's some things that we maybe have longed for, maybe haven't seen in the last 30, they're saying you're going to see in the next three years. Now that's quite a statement, isn't it, for honest? I'm not trying to hype anything up here, but that's quite a bold statement. It's easy for Vinu to come in and then swan out again. But you know, we're thinking, hang on. But, do you know, uh, one of the things that has already started to happen is something that one of my predecessors, uh, a leader called Duncan Lee, who some of you will know very well. I know Duncan, he's a good friend. Uh, I knew Duncan when he was leading here and I was leading in St. Nitz. And I remember Duncan saying to me that he felt, and the Woodside felt that God had spoke to him about being a church of 500. And he said, it's a church of 550 community groups. That was the sort of way he described it. And I know if I shared this, others of you have said, yeah, I remember that, I remember that. It's a church of 500. The interesting thing is, I mentioned about the growth that we've seen over recent months. Uh, one of the Sundays in recent uh, weeks, uh, we had 493 people in all the three meetings. Uh, now, I told this to my brother who leads a church in, in, in London, and he said, to me, he said to me, why didn't you get seven people off the street? And, you know, <laughs> you know come on, you know. I thought, yeah, okay, okay. didn't think that at the time. No, I'm joking, obviously. Uh, and I know it's not 500, but, you, but you know, we are in touching dif- distance. And it's not like it's about numbers. It's about it's people's lives. It's about God saying, you know, you remember that thing that Duncan ran with? It's still there. God hasn't forgotten. I thought, my goodness, this is fascinating. You know, this is great. Uh, and, uh, but there's other things too, which may be of God. So I'm not saying any of this is God is saying. But we've got to explore this together. But there's other things we've longed to see over, recent, over the last 30 years. One of those things is a church planted in Rushton. Uh, my, so between myself and, and, and David Devnish, between us we've tried three times to plant a new church into Rushton. And it, for different reasons it's never landed. And I think, Lord, is that what you mean? Now, I don't, I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying, is that what it is? And then you've got other, an acceleration of people moving out. Is that the West or is that the West and other things? What is God saying? So it's exciting. And there's a sense of acceleration. There's things about the nations that we need to unpack as well. But it starts with the prophetic. And God has said in other ways as well. I mentioned about uh, favour, expectation and salvation. We're beginning to see more people saved amongst us. I'm not trying to say it's revival, but more people Finding God, it's wonderful. People in this room today, I know, have found God in the last couple of months. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God's got more for us and we want to run with him in that. Secondly, they were honest about the challenge. Growth is great fun. I'd much rather be in a growing environment, but it creates challenge. We probably have around 400 plus adults that would say Woodside is their church. With only 20 community groups, I mean, you don't need to be a mathematician to realize that, aha, 
And so our concern is that we don't water effectively. We don't do the things that we can do in order to care well for people. And that's, so that's where we want, want those things to land. So we want to be honest about the cha- challenge. Even when we went to two sites, we were very honest. We talked, you may remember those of you who are here, beginning of January, talked about what it's like to be a family at Christmas time that can change from year to year. And you don't see, see people as much as you may have seen. And we felt it was like a family moment for us. We went to two sites. There's people that numbers don't see because they're in the west or they're in the nine o'clock or and and there's a cost there's a challenge and we we get that even we recognize that the kids uh, uh, had to be part of that challenge as well dawn and i went to see the kids uh, uh, as we built up to going to two sites and we went upstairs and we got a pot of sweets and we said look that that's us in the pot of sweets and um but there's all these other sweets around here that aren't yet in the jar. They don't yet know Jesus. They don't know, yet, know a church, know people who love them in the way that we feel God's called us. And so we said, what we want to do is pour some into another jar in order to create space in these two jars. And then we can add our friends and our neighbours and our work colleagues because we've created space. And uh, it's quite a good illustration, wasn't it? And, uh, and, the, ch- and the kids got it. Ah, so it's from my friends. Absolutely. Jesus loves them too. I want to create space for them as well. Okay. And bless her hearts. They said, right, okay. We thank God together and we prayed and, and they ate all the sweets and it was all great. <laughs> Which is why over Easter we, did, uh, we got all our kids together at Kids World, free of charge. We said we want to bless the kids and their families and say, look, well done. Now, I don't know if they got the connection, whether they just thought this was a great thing and they hope it's going to happen next year. I don't know. But it was a way of us saying, we realise this is a family thing and the kids have to pay the price. Now, I know from anecdotally talking to different parents that they're finding new friends and they learn what it means to trust God, even in their young lives. And it's part of what we are able to disciple them in. So, we want to be honest about the challenge. Thirdly, they cared for those in need. They cared for those in need. We want to have a, a front door, if you like, which is wide, which is accepting. It says, come as you are. Whatever's going on in your life, come as you are. You'll find people that love Jesus, that are trying to navigate with him. Just, just, just come and you're accepted here. Come and find a place where you can belong. That's our front door. But we also want to make sure the back door is closed as tight as we can. So we don't lose people. We don't, people don't feel lost in a crowd, that they feel connected. They feel they're part of community. Uh, we even felt, as we've met as a team recently, that we've been reminded that Woodside's always been a church for the poor, church for those in need. And our work with the community is growing uh, wonderfully. And we're, but as a result, we're, we're, we're stretched in how we serve and care for people. We want to do that to the best that we can. It's part of what God has done in us. And fourthly, and probably to the main point in terms of application, fourthly, they released more leaders. They released more leaders. Simply what we want to do, uh, we have an annual cycle for our community groups. So if you're new to Woodside, the way that that works is over August, our 20 community groups will close and they will uh, and then in September we would at the end of September we would relaunch 
we launch all of our groups again. Some of the ones, in fact, most of the ones that ran the previous year will relaunch another year. But we found an annual cycle helps the leaders, helps the group to reassess what's God saying. Do we want to do this again? Do we want to try a different group? Do we want to lead our own group? And we found this a really effective way that we can have a, a, a pattern that brings energy each year, but real focus. And so we, that's working well for us, we think. Uh, and so we want to do that again. But we really feel that in order to work with all that God's doing, we need to raise up more leaders and generate more groups. But we'd like to do that not in one big push into this September. We'd like to do it over two cycles, if you like, over two years. So we're looking at, uh, at how many groups can we, can we create by year in September. So we want to do some things this year in order to have as many groups as we need a year in September. And the way we want to do that is we want those who are current leaders this year, we'd love you to consider continuing to lead groups. We also want those who are, if you like, experienced leaders. You've probably led groups before. Uh, you may be involved in Woodside or a similar church for many years. And in fact, if you like, you've done groups. You've led groups You've bought the T-shirt, you wear the T-shirt, you've probably got different sizes of T-shirts as you've done it over the years, forgive me for that. Um, and, but it's like, I've done that and I've sort of moved on. But we want to ask if you would help us by having a particular focus on groups this next couple of, this next year particularly. So we're looking to experience it. And Woodside is blessed with many, many, very, very experienced leaders that, in a sense, have done group leadership and are doing other stuff, good stuff. Uh, but we wonder, in light of what God's doing, we need to do that. And thirdly, we want to seek to uh, release as many as we can of new leaders, people that are potential leaders, maybe never led a group before. We want to help you to become a leader of a group. Uh, and the way we want to do that is, uh, is something that uh, I've seen modelled by uh, the, the Lord Lieutenant of Bedfordshire, uh, who actually is a, is a woman, uh, although she's called Lord. Now, I don't want to get into a gender discussion here. That's not my point. That would be a, ta a, a, a tangent. Uh, but she's a lovely lady, came to our, our, our drop-in, our Centre 41, to celebrate, I think, the last 20 years of Woodside working in the community. And she's a lovely lady, and she was so thrilled by the work we're doing here and have done for many years. But one of the things I heard about that, uh, after that visit was the Lord Lieutenant is an annual role, and they do it for a year, and then they step down. But in the year that they lead, they have an assistant Lord Lieutenant, and that person, the assistant, in the following year is the person that becomes the Lord Lieutenant, and then they have another assistant that comes alongside, and then after the year they, do you understand? I mean, it's, not, it's almost obvious. It's like, why didn't I think of that? You know? So very simply, what we want to do is get as many current leaders and many experienced leaders to partner with lots of less experienced leaders or potential leaders for a year, and the hope is that in 12 months' time, or a year in September, all those assistant leaders will become group leaders as well. Does that make sense? And so the, the idea is not to go from 20 to 40, or whatever the number is in September, 
but in a year in September, we're hoping to do, be something like that sort of number. So all the 400 people that are across our, our, our three services can be well cared for. And we can do what we think God is calling us to do, is to be those that water well and allow him to take responsibility for the growth. And that takes me for my fifth point. They continue to grow. We believe if we do this, we believe God is speaking prophetically. We're looking at what he's doing amongst us. We're saying we're going to partner with God. And that's what we're anticipating we should do. And we believe God will bless that if we do that. Just to say, if you'd like... Oh, one more thing. If you'd like to... If you're a current leader, experienced leader, or you want to look at leadership, we'd love you to come to an evening on June the 23rd. And that's like a, a context where we can tell you more about how we want to do this. And that's for current uh, experienced leaders that aren't leading and think people that say, I want to explore this. I may want to have a go. This is a place for you to come and we'll look at how we can do it together. If you can email uh, Tim Green uh, or speak to Richard or myself uh, today, then we would love to see you on June the 23rd. Let's stand together as we pray. Do you know one of my, no, it's not one of my, I think it's my favourite verse in the Bible uh, is when Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. It's so releasing. Uh, It means that actually this is his story, not ours. It's us partnering with him and saying, oh Lord, I want to be part of your story. And uh, so that's what we're involved in. Let's, Let's pray together and then I'll hand to Rich in a moment. Lord, we thank you so much that Uh, particularly last week, that numbers of people responded to you. Some saying, Lord, I want to put you first again. Others saying, Lord, I've never done this before, but I want to follow you. I want to make you Lord and Saviour of my life. Others saying, I want to be baptised. I want to to publicly show that you have changed my life. Lord, I thank you that you are working in people's lives across our family. I thank you, Lord, that in in every meeting, it seems, that we have guests and we have new people who are connecting with us. Lord, we we are thrilled at that. We are are here to be a blessing to others. Uh, We feel that you've done something in us and and we are excited to be used by you. And God, we pray as we look at Uh, keeping in step with you as we move forward. We pray, would you help us to be those that water well, that, that, as it were, like Apollos, we want to water this in order to make it grow. We want to do the right things now to create an environment, an environment for you to bring growth. God, I pray for the many people in this room that are maybe current group leaders or uh, have led groups many times before, or maybe you're thinking, or maybe this time, Uh, I can get involved in group leadership and this is all new for you. God, I thank you that you are stirring in us uh, faith and uh, to to do it again, faith to go forward in you. So Lord, I pray, would you speak to us? Would you lead us? Would you help us uh, to keep in step with all that you're doing in us? We ask this, God, across this room. Hallelujah. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.